Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is March 23rd, 2022, and our first story. Several conservatives have been censored by big tech in the past few days, with the most recent being Sydney Watson, who had her Patreon account deleted for no reason. She didn't even post on the platform, but the one thing the banning does take away from her is money. Stands to reason as Democrats panic over losing the midterms, we will see their allies in big tech and media start to push for or outright censor more conservatives. Even Tucker Carlson has been censored on Twitter. In our next story, Marsha Blackburn asked Biden's Supreme Court nominee, Katanji Brown-Jackson, if she could define the word woman, and the nominee said no. In our last story, Disney announces a new task force to create LGBTQ content for children. Now, if you like this show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Midterm season is here, my friends. Primaries have already happened, and come November, there is going to be a change in power. Or I should say an election that will result in a change in power, likely in January. And that's assuming that all the data points today remain consistent. And that is to say, Democrats are expected to lose, and lose very, very badly. Mike Bloomberg warned about a month ago that Democrats are facing a wipeout. The latest polls show that Joe Biden's approval approval rating is at a new low. So what are we seeing as Democrats and their allies in media and big tech begin to panic? Censorship. And kind of weird censorship. We have a few stories that I think are relevant because this may be the beginning of substantial censorship as we move into this year. And this story is Several prominent conservatives have been censored for very silly reasons in the past several days, notably Charlie Kirk, the Babylon Bee, but also now we have Sydney Watson having her Patreon account deleted. And we also have podcaster Josh Lakach having his Patreon account deleted as well, both on the same day, both around the same time as each other. And it may just be these few accounts. It may just be that these are the last conservatives that exist on Patreon. But we also have the story of Tucker Carlson himself being censored on Twitter and not even for a strong opinion or a tweet that violated the rules. He simply quote tweeted the censorship of Babylon of 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 the Babylon Bee and Charlie Kirk and said that they were right. And that was enough for Tucker himself to be censored on Twitter. 
And there's a lot of reasons for the censorship. Of course, advertising plays a role. I'm sure there's a concern that advertisers might back away like we saw with the Harry's Razor issue over at the Daily Wire. Well, the Daily Wire fired back with their own razor company. But I believe what we are seeing has to do with the midterms at least a little bit. And that's important. Because as Democrats and their media allies uh, and big tech allies have pointed out, realize that they need to control the narrative and they need powerful PR to win, they're going to take action by any means necessary. I mean, many of these leftist activists often say that they should seize power or win by any means necessary. We saw this back in 2018. We're seeing it now. So what, what do I expect? When you take a look at a lot of the polling, something interesting is happening. Joe Biden's approval rating is dropping to record lows. For some reason, in aggregate, Donald Trump's favorability has jumped up around five points. The dude's not running for president formally right now. He is not president. He's just some guy right now. Yet for some reason, people are like, I view Trump very favorably. I think what we're going to see over the next several years is going to be brutal as it pertains to social media censorship, our ability to communicate, but also the emergence of the parallel economy. Because these platforms that are doing the censorship in panic and desperation are just forcing conservatives and independent voters, to be completely honest, to create alternative systems by which they can watch TV shows, communicate with each other, make movies, etc. Like I mentioned with the Daily Wire and Jeremy's Razors, we also have the emergence of a company called Parallel Economy, which seeks to do finance, financial transactions for people who are worried about censorship. You have Rumble emerging for a similar reason. And for the first time, it seems like we actually have successful alternative tech platforms. And I got to say, it's because of big tech's heavy handedness when it comes to censorship. You need a soft touch. And I got to say, the, the, the big tech companies have played it very, very well up until the past year or so. They have gone so heavy handed in terms of censorship, they are driving people to alternative platforms. You know, look, Parler was rising up really, really quickly. They smashed that, which results in several more outlets emerging. But the more they censor people, the more they ban them. The only thing they're going to do is encourage a parallel economy and, uh, and uh, give uh, assurances that they will crumble. But let's do this. Let's, take, let's start by reading what's happening with Sidney Watson and Josh Lukacs' uh, uh, Patreons being banned. We'll talk about Tucker Carlson's censorship before we get started. Head over to TimCast.com and become a member if you want to support our work. As a member, you are keeping our journalists employed, allowing us to keep doing the work we do, allowing me to make these videos. And we've got several more shows we're planning on launching very, very soon. It's going to be, it's going to be really awesome. So we're uh, eternally grateful for all of you as members. You'll also get access to exclusive TimCast IRL podcast shows about a half an hour long, Monday through Thursday at 8 p.m. So you can see those tonight. And don't forget, you can also support us by smashing that like button subscribing to this channel and sharing this video anywhere you can. That is marketing power and it's immeasurable. If everybody who watched this video just hit share and posted it somewhere, we would be bigger than CNN overnight. I guess the joke is CNN's in the gutter and I'm probably already bigger than them, so we'll be 10 times bigger than them overnight. There's the joke. But let's, uh, let's see the first story here. I noticed these tweets from Sidney Watson and Josh Lukacs and I was, I was, I was confused. I mean, First of all, why would they be actively using Patreon right now anyway? Most people are aware that Patreon is one of the wokest companies in Silicon Valley. It was years ago they banned uh, Carl Benjamin and Lauren Southern. 
resulting in a mass exodus. First, it was Lauren Southern, then it was Carl Benjamin, resulting in a mass exodus of prominent personalities. Notably, I think Sam Harris, Jordan Peterson, many others were like, we're off Patreon. If you're still on Patreon at this point, I got to say, maybe it's your own fault. Now, truth be told, Sydney Watson, I reached out for comment, and basically she was saying she did use it in the past. It did help her fill in that income gap, but that it was more kind of in the background. She wasn't actively posting to it, although this does nuke about a thousand bucks a month for Sydney, which, you know, can be good supplemental income, you know, can help cover, I don't know, medical insurance bills or something like that. Sydney tweeted, Patreon just deleted my account for hate speech. And we see this twi- uh, this this uh, uh, email from someone named Blair saying, my name is Blair and I'm on the trust and safety team here at Patreon. I'm writing to inform you that your page has been removed for violating our community guidelines regarding hate speech. While we welcome impassioned debate and diverse viewpoints, we don't allow creators to propagate negative stereotypes or segregational content towards a protected community. Because you are funding this type of content on your Patreon campaign, your creator page has been removed. Sydney says, I never actually post anything on Patreon itself, which means they're banning me purely based on what I've said on other platforms. And even then, reading through their guidelines, I haven't done a single thing listed. She went, she went on to say, I asked Patreon why, uh, why they decided to ban me. They didn't answer. They note here, they take into consideration everything you do outside their platform. This platform can hold your money hostage if they don't agree with you, uh, agree with what you do everywhere else. Insanity. Sydney said that uh, she, re- she released a comment to Rebel News saying, I make deep dives. I hyper research topics. It is insane to me that expressing researched ideas is considered hate speech. And let's remember that I never posted any content on Patreon itself. It hurts to have the platform deleted because the kind of donations fill gaps in income that us content creators can't get from YouTube or other means. Besides that, I'm angry we are even here. How do these platforms get to unilaterally decide what is and isn't hate speech? I know content creators who still exist on the platform who call for actual violence. I make a hyper-researched video investigating the erasure of women, and I'm the bad guy? It's ridiculous. I'm thankful to all the people who, uh, people who donated to me. I'm sad this had to go this way. And we also have this tweet from Josh Lakach, who said, Patreon just banned me hours after appearing on Infowars. I've never received any warnings from them. 725 patrons and 4K a month gone. Now, Josh received basically the same email saying they're paying out your balance. This is Blair, you know, uh, segregational content, stereotypes, protected communities, etc. Seems to me like there's no real rhyme or reason behind, or at least visibly, behind why Patreon is doing this. Saying segregational content, it's vague and meaningless and certainly does not apply to Sidney Watson. Now, I'm not familiar with Josh, but he, but it sounds like he's not making those comments either, although I'm not entirely sure. The fact is, it seems like Patreon may be starting up something similar uh, to what we've seen before. That is, we are going to start seeing substantially more censorship of conservatives because the Democrats are losing. There is a meme, my friends, that any online for uh, any unsufficiently. okay, let's try again. Any sufficiently unmoderated forum will become right wing. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. 
That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Is that a is that a law or a razor or whatever you'd call that? I suppose that's like a, a, a someone's law, though I don't know who it's attributed to. But I think it's true. You take a look at how the how the internet functions, and meritocracy basically is is the rule because it's an open wild west platform. Whoever makes the content that gets the most uh, that has the most influence or gets the most clicks, they're the ones who gain power. Of course, now we're seeing powerful establishment elites and big tech saying we don't want that to be the case. So even Tucker Carlson ends up getting censored for his opinion about other people's opinions. And before I mention this, let me show you uh, what actually is going uh, going on so you can understand what, uh, what Tucker Carlson was referring to. The Hill reports, Twitter suspends Babylon B for misgendering Rachel Levine. You may know the story, you probably do. I've talked about it quite a bit. The Babylon B has to delete a tweet in which they named transgender Rachel Levine a uh, man of the year saying the Babylon Bee's man of the year is Rachel Levine. Seth Dillon indicated the account will not delete the tweet to regain account access. Now, strangely, when it comes to Tucker Carlson, he, he tweeted to them, uh, he tweeted with these images. What did he say? He says, but wait, both of these tweets are true. I'm not entirely sure. So, so the Babylon Bee made a joke saying Rachel Levine is the man of the year. Of course, conservatives have an inverted view of uh, misgendering to the progressives. So the Babylon Bee was making a satirical comment on Rachel Levine being named Woman of the Year. Charlie Kirk tweeted that Rachel Levine spent 54 years of his life as a man. He had a wife and a family. He transitioned to being a woman in 2011. Joe Biden appointed Levine to a four-star admiral. And now USA Today has named Rachel Levine as a Woman of the Year. Where are the feminists? That was also taken down. I find it interesting because the Babylon Bee and Charlie Kirk didn't overtly disparage anything about being trans or any of this individual uh, or, or this individual. Babylon Bee, of course, made a point, a political point based on their worldview. And Charlie Kirk is making a point about, you know, where are feminists to, to be upset about this, this idea. Tucker Carlson tweeted, but wait, both of these are true. And for that, Tucker himself has been censored on Twitter. Now, interestingly, the tweet from Tucker was auto removed. That's my understanding. The Daily Caller reports Fox News host and Daily Caller co-founder Tucker Carlson was censored by Twitter after pointing out the factual accuracy of tweets regarding transgender assistant secretary for health, uh, woman of the year, Rachel Levine. Carlson posted screenshots Tuesday of tweets written by satirical news outlet the Babylon Bee, so this you know. Neither the Babylon Bee nor Kirk said anything incorrect in their tweets, which is what Carlson pointed out. Now, uh, this obviously is an opinion piece, if that's the case. Although perhaps, uh, and I would say that because the Babylon Bee I mean, technically, you can say what they said is true because they're asserting Rachel Levine is woman of the uh, man of the year for them. But the point is, it wasn't a news statement. It was a a statement from an organization. So this this you know does really. I want to make sure to be clear. The Daily Caller pointed this out. It is uh, opinion. Uh, 
They say Carlson was subsequently censored with Twitter stating that this tweet violated the Twitter rules in a large blue banner on his personal account. Thankfully, Carlson is still able to tweet to his almost 5 million followers. Some Twitter users were quick to denounce the move, one writing that after Tucker Carlson pointed out the Babylon Bee and Charlie Kirk tweets containing basic facts were accurate, Twitter decided to censor Tucker too, sharing a screenshot of the banner now in place over the hateful tweet. And we have this tweet from Arthur Schwartz who says after Tucker Carlson pointed out, okay, so, so that we, 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 we know. Many people have pointed out something interesting, though. The Babylon Bee was told they had to delete the tweet themselves, which they won't do, so it remains up. Twitter says it breaks their rules, but they allow it to remain. Meanwhile, Tucker Carlson's tweet, it says this tweet violated the Twitter rules. Perhaps Tucker Carlson just went in and removed it right away. Maybe there's someone who worked for Tucker Carlson who just went in and removed it right away. Not entirely sure. But I'll tell you what I see here. I believe what we're actually seeing with the censorship, as I've stated earlier, is that we're moving into election season. I'd like to just point something out real quick, though, to be fair. Early on, uh, we can see the great exodus from Patreon. This is Graftreon for my account, TimCast. I terminated the Patreon account in April 26 because the account actually went defunct in 2018. Yet it was still up for about two and a half years because, you know, I just instead of deleting it, I sent a message out saying this will still be around, but I'm getting rid of it. I didn't want to outright delete it because I had people emailing me saying they'd like to just keep donating to me and they don't care about Patreon. And so I figured anybody who's giving and is you know going to let it ride, I'll just stop posting to it, be done with it and let people use it. It was sort of a half measure, to be honest, because I could have just been like, I, I refuse. Admittedly, back then, uh, times were harder. I had 1,825 patrons, November 19th, 2018. When, when Patreon initiated this big purge, everybody jumped ship. And of course, my account then plummeted. This was 2018. This is right around, well, just after we started seeing what was going on with midterms. So it's, it's, it's hard to know. I should have pulled up the dates on when the, when the elections were. But suffice it to say, major censorship was occurring just before the midterm elections. And I think we're going to see it now because here we go. Mike Bloomberg warns Democrats of midterm wipeout. Michael Bloomberg, former New York mayor and Democratic presidential candidate, had an apocalyptic warning for his party Monday. Absent an immediate course correction, the party is headed for a wipeout in November up and down the ballot. Why it matters. Bloomberg, in an editorial for Bloomberg Opinion, cites Democratic research that voters perceive the party as being too focused on the culture wars, from renaming schools to defunding the police. What they're saying. But the advice that party leaders are giving members of Congress to correct the record when Republicans criticize them in schools and culture isn't going to cut it, Bloomberg wrote. Voters need to hear from Democrats that schools remained closed for too long and that improving schools means closing achievement gaps, not eliminating standards. Pointing to last week's school board recall in San Francisco, Bloomberg concluded the earthquake that shook San Francisco needs to shake up our party before voters do it themselves in November. I'd like to point something out, however. If people, if voters perceive the Democratic Party as being too focused on the culture wars, could that be due to people like me, to people like Sydney, or to people like Josh or Tucker Carlson? Could it be that we are the ones coming out and saying, look at the things they're defending? I think so. So think about this. One month ago, Michael Bloomberg says we need immediate course correction because voters perceive the party as being too focused on the culture wars. 
conservative voices, moderates, libertarian, post-liberal come out and they say the things Democrats are pushing are bunk BS cult behavior. Independent voters see this. And I think it's reflected very easily in, in polling data from civics. Which party is more concerned with people like you? We can see since the beginning, uh, since last year, Republican has been growing. Well, admittedly, more people favor the Democrats. They think the Democrats care more about them. Neither party has gone up a little bit. Republicans have gone up a little bit, but Democrats have gone down. That is to say, among, uh, actually, let's do this. We'll switch to independent voters where it really matters. And will it load? Okay. Among independent voters, uh, independent voters believe Republicans care more about them than Democrats do. And this switch happened in uh, October of last year. Now we can see that also neither party cares is also skyrocketing, actually having the plurality. I'll tell you what I think. A month ago, Bloomberg gave that warning. Democrats all saw it. And I would not be surprised now if we're going to see more purge, uh, more purging of personalities on social media like we're seeing today for seemingly no reason. That's the point. Because they need to cause damage to anyone spreading that message. On MSNBC, on CNN, they'll come out and say, Democrats aren't worried about cultural issues. They want to get you kitchen table issues. People would believe it if it's the only media they had access to. But people like Sidney Watson come out and point out the policies, the positions, and the statements made by maybe teachers or Democrats, uh, positions made by, say, uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson who is Biden's nominee for the Supreme Court. And when we talk about this and we reach tens or hundreds of millions of people, they start to have a change in their perspective. So naturally, censorship is the best path forward. When we saw Donald Trump giving daily COVID briefings in 2020, his approval rating skyrocketed. So the networks like CNN said, we're not going to cover his daily briefings anymore because he lies. Well, the reality was they were like, oh, no, people like what Trump has to say. Can't have that. Take a look at this. Biden's approval rating hits new low in the in a Reuters Ipsos poll to a new low of 40 percent. The poll conducted on March 21st and 22nd found that 54 percent of Americans disapprove of Joe Biden's job performance. I'm sorry, his approval rating fell to 40 percent. According to the results, Americans aged 18 to 39 expressed a 52 percent disapproval of the president's job performance. Americans aged 40 years and older expressed more significant disapproval at 56%. The polarization of America is shown in the poll where 77% of self-identified Democrats said they approved of his job performance. Only 10% of self-identified Republicans and 27% of independents gave him a positive rating. The poll showed that the most significant concern for most Americans continues to be the economy, healthcare, rising crime rates, and immigration. And I agree. But there's an issue then. When commentators and personalities come out and say the Democrats don't care about these things, the only thing they're pushing is bunk BS critical race theory nonsense. People see that. That message comes across. And because of that culture war, many people on mainstream media talk about that stuff too. Oh, the right wing is only talking about this, that, or otherwise. Yeah, well, Democrat voters probably don't care if Republicans are talking about it, unless you're like an overt tribal Democrat type. They want to mention that Biden has promised to create a more level tax structure in America. He has expressed his intention to create more jobs, reduce the cost of primary health care for most Americans. But is that the message that's coming, coming across? Unfortunately, it isn't. 
In September, Axios reported Democrats dwindling 2022 map. Long story short, this is, you know, several months ago, but they say Democrats are trying to unseat only about as half as many as Republican House members next year as they did in 2020, trimming their target list from 39 to 21. Interesting. The narrowing map, which reflects where Democrats see their best chance of flipping seats, is the latest data point showing the challenging political landscape the party faces in the crucial 2022 midterms. The once-a-decade redistricting process, Donald Trump's exit from the White House, and razor-thin House majority that requires more focus on protecting incumbents are among the factors at work. So uh, uh, Tom Davis from Virginia, who chaired the National Republican Congressional Committee through the first midterms under President George W. Bush, said Dems should focus on protecting the seats they have. Democrats are on the defense. There's no question about that. In 2002, we had a five-seat majority in the House, and I, I was a campaign chairman. I didn't get aggressive. I just wanted to take seats off the table. We ended up picking up eight seats that ought to be their strategy. The point is, Democrats are retiring in large, in large uh, amounts, large numbers. The redistricting process is in many ways favoring Republicans, but it could favor Democrats because Republicans aren't aggressive enough. But this combined with, combined with a lot of other data suggests Democrats are in very serious trouble. We have this from 538. Do voters want Democrats or Republicans in Congress? And around mid, I'm sorry, uh, November, the aggregate for 538 flipped. And we can see today 44.9 in favor of Republicans and 42.6 in favor of Democrats, a 2.3 swing in favor of Republicans, which spells, according to CNN, midterm doomsday. I like this one. How popular is Joe Biden? Joe Biden's 538 aggregate approval is 41.8 and disapproval 52.4%. That's across the board. And that's crazy because 538 tends to be, well, a bit favorable to the Democrats. Over at Real Clear Politics, we can see something particularly fascinating. And that's 45.3% of Republicans, uh, of people support Republicans to 41.9% of Democrats. This means Republicans have a 3.4 percentage point advantage. Yet you can see both parties took a major dive at the same time. That means people are actually looking at a third party in a great in, in greater numbers. And I don't blame them. I don't think the Republicans are going to do anything for you. I got no idea what they're going to do. I think the Republicans are garbage. There's a handful of Republicans who are good, but they tend to be more libertarian. The Democratic Party is just total garbage. So I don't know what you can expect from electing Republicans. Perhaps if you get out in the primaries and uh, vote for some nationalist populist types, you might be a bit happier. Make sure you're voting at the local level as well. But if it's just neocons and neolibs, I don't see anybody ultimately caring about what's happening. Young Republicans, however, seem to be optimistic. And I'll tell you this, guys. Young Republicans, young conservatives, post-liberals, whatever you want to call the faction, be optimistic for sure. The night is always darkest before the dawn. And right now there stands a, a great opportunity to gain some seats and make some changes. Only if you guys vote in the primaries, though. Because if it's just neocons, they're going to sit back and say, well, we're not going to do anything. We are going to be polite and calm. And Democrats are going to be screaming. It's kind of remarkable to me that you have Democrats trying to push this narrative that Republicans are truly the radical evil ones, when it was Democrats who accused Brett Kavanaugh of absolutely psychotic things. And the worst that Republicans can throw at uh, Ketanji, uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson is you have lenient rulings for very serious uh, child offenders. Now, don't get me wrong. That is a very serious accusation. But it's one thing to say you were light on someone who abused children, as opposed to what the Democrats did to Brett Kavanaugh and say, you actually participated in abusing minors. 
in extreme ways with a bunch of other men at a party while drinking. And like, you get the point. Republicans don't have the spine to actually go that far. CNN reports the 24-year-old Pennsylvanian Carly Matthews, a climate activist who serves as communications director of the American Conservation Coalition, often gets pushback from both Democrats and Republicans. Caring about climate change and being conservative and believing in small government are compatible. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code pool offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply youth activism on these issues both in the streets and online gives the impression this generation is exceptionally liberal and young americans ages 18 to 29 do lean to the left only 36 percent voted for former donald president donald trump in 2020 according to cnn's exit poll exit poll. If there are a number of young voters who are for limited government and fiscal conservatism, but didn't align with Trump and, and his policies. And that's true for a lot of people. But what we're seeing now is that there are many young people who are starting to get active. The reason I highlight this, where do you think young people get their news and share their news? Could it be TikTok, Instagram? I don't know if Snapchat's that prominent anymore. YouTube's also fairly prominent for people between 18 to 39. I believe that when it comes to politics, YouTube's more prominent for those who are 18 to 39. And then when you're looking at 12 to 24, 12 to 18, 18 to 24, you're going to get more TikTok and Instagram and all, and all that stuff. We've, we, we, we over at uh, Timcast IRL, we're, we're banned from TikTok, by the way, probably for hosting um, Alex Jones, I guess. But therein lies another point. You know, they're going to censor information that's bad for, well, you know, TikTok is China, basically. But take a look at this. If we're seeing young Republicans express optimism, if we're seeing more young people embrace libertarian or conservative positions, they're not getting their information from CNN. That's a fact. They're getting their information from social media, and thus, they need to be censored. You know, people like me, we need to be censored. They need to make sure the only place they can get their information from are from the left. So, of course, we see it. Prominent left-wing personalities call for violence on the regular, and it's fine. We had, we had the whole punch a Nazi saga on Twitter, where tons of prominent personalities were all saying, directly calling for violence against people, and admittedly really bad people that I don't, you know, I personally don't like. But I mean, come on, man. We don't want people fighting in the streets and shooting each other. And well, that's exactly what happened. More to the point. Twitter basically said, no, nah, we're cool with calling for violence against some people. The issue is not that anybody wants to defend Nazis. You don't want to fall into that trap. The issue is that they'll just call you a Nazi to justify using force against you because that's the force that the establishment has justified. And they'll accuse anybody of being a Nazi, even people who are libertarian and, you know, oppose police 
It's the weirdest thing when like a libertarian who is for abolishing police is called a fascist or a Nazi. Far be it for me to understand what's going on. But when you see an article from CNN, so let's, let's combine all this together. You got Mike Bloomberg saying it is going to be bad for Democrats. You've got the polls showing it's already bad for Democrats. You've got CNN running this article that's only been published by four left-wing outlets saying Gen Z Republicans express optimism. You need to take that optimism away. How is it that there are conservative Gen Z that Gen Z Republicans exist. It's because they're finding a way to get this information from somewhere. Now, many of them are probably getting these values from their parents, but still, you need a place to go to absorb and express your ideas. And of course, that's shows like, it's people like Sidney Watson, shows like this. And again, this, uh, I, you know, this is not about me saying I or Sydney or anyone else necessarily is conservative because I don't want to you know, assert labels, although I think Sydney's conservative. I guess... I just roll with it. It's the best I can do. Um, It's actually about more libertarian values and republicanism, not uh, political party republicanism. What I mean by that is, do you believe the United States is a constitutional republic and the Constitution has value and we want to abide by the values and traditions? Not all of them. Maybe you want some some change in progress, but you at least recognize the values and, uh, and traditions we have in this country. You're probably Republican, not politically. But philosophically, that is to say, you believe in this government we have with a bunch of different states, with counties and districts and representatives, and you believe in the American Republic. Or you could be a Democrat. It's funny how the words just kind of fall into place. The Democrats believe in multicultural democracy. They want direct votes and popular votes. Well, I think that's nightmarish and will lead to instability and collapse, especially with a system this big. But they certainly want that. All in all, I think we're heading towards any and all efforts or means by the Democrats and their allies to shut down these conversations. The Washington Times reports, poll, more voters blame Biden, not Russia or oil companies for soaring gas prices. And that is to say that shows like this and people like Crowder, we're getting the message across the truth about what's happening. Well, that's bad for people who want to lie. It's not Russia or oil companies causing soaring gas prices. It is, I I would give Biden the plurality of fault. Not all of it, not the majority, the plurality. Russia plays a role for sure. There's big news that Russia is saying that their unfriendly countries that trade with them for oil will have to use rubles now, going to cause a lot of instability. And oil companies definitely want to turn a profit, but you know, there's inflation and other things to consider. So it's not just oil companies. Joe Biden's policies, his weakness, and his rhetoric have caused a major spike. Look, Joe Biden, if he came out and said, we got, we got to get on electric cars, man, just by saying that, it will cause a price increase. What happens is speculators will be worried that he may enact policies to harm energy, so they'll buy up now, uh, uh, crunching, curtailing supply, while demand remains the same. Thus, prices go up. More people want to hoard or buy or prepare for at the very least. But I think Biden is to blame. And you've heard me say it on numerous occasions. If this is the kind of messaging that's getting out, don't be surprised when the Democrats get flattened in November. I think they should just prepare to be flattened. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. And between now and then, many things may change. But for the time being, it looks like we're winning. You know, it looks like the people who are fighting for truth and honesty are growing, gaining more power, expanding. I mean, we certainly are. And it's bad.
So I'll wrap up with this. Here's my thoughts. Sydney Watson didn't post anything to Patreon. So why ban her? Because it takes money away from her. That's it. That's the only reason. Patreon says you are funding your job through us. That's it. They want to take your money away. Don't let them. Don't fund these people who would steal money from your pocket. Stand up and say no more. But we'll see how things play out. Coming up in November, it should be a very, very interesting year, to say the least. And I certainly think there will be much more purging of conservative personalities. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. During the Senate confirmation hearing for Biden's Supreme Court nominee, Katanji Brown-Jackson, Senator Marsha Blackburn asked, can you define the word woman? Katanji Brown-Jackson said, I can't. I can't. This may be one of the most shocking stories I've seen in a long time, that this psychotic, cult-like insanity has reached the Supreme Court. Now, I understand it's reached the White House, sort of. Joe Biden isn't an adherent of critical race theory cult ideology, but he does help it in many ways. We are now at the point where we have a Supreme Court justice nominee saying they cannot define the word woman. Here's what you do right now, my friends. I want you to uh, share this with any of the naysayers, anyone you know, a friend who's skeptical. Now, you're probably not going to be able to convince the most diehard leftists or cult members, and that's just a sad reality. But a lot of people tell me, Tim, I have parents. And they won't watch your show and they won't watch Fox News and they won't read conservative outlets. They won't read anything. They only watch CNN. You know, the first thing I want to say is you should watch CNN and MSNBC and you should watch Fox News and read conservative outlets. Uh, You should definitely watch this show. No, but my thing is you should be trying to watch as much as possible, getting your information from as many sources as possible. If you know someone who has been reasonable with you but doesn't believe you because they say it's all fake news, this is politico.com. This is not a right-wing source showing you that a Supreme Court justice nominee says, I can't define the word woman. Blackburn said, you can't? Not in this context. I'm not a biologist. Interesting. Last night we talked about this in the member segment on Timcast IRL. And Emily Jashinsky said, how bigoted to assume the word woman has anything to do with biology, tongue in cheek. But is this not a wake up call to anybody who's not been paying attention? Anybody who doesn't see the news? Woman, easily defined. You ready for this? Adult human female. I'm not making that up. That's what Google says. That's what Wikipedia says. It's what Merriam Webster says. Now, many of these, these, dictionaries, Merriam-Webster, I think, Google doesn't do this. They try to put in, a woman could also mean a trans woman. But that statement alone means nothing. In fact, when you pull up Wikipedia and look up woman, female, and trans woman, Wikipedia can't give you a a coherent definition or or train of thought in this matter. It It doesn't sink. The definitions do not logically connect to each other. And thus, the whole thing becomes incoherent. Now, this is not having anything to do with trans people at all. I'm specifically referring to the fact that we can't even define what a woman is. I mean that as a culture. 
Now, of course, you and I, we can define the word woman rather easily. Yet, you repeatedly ask people on the left what woman means, and they cannot give you a definition. This is the craziest thing to me, because you would think if their goal was to assist trans women and help push for rights, they would have at least sat down for 10 seconds to come up with messaging and, and, and a cohesive structure to explain this to people. But if you can't even explain to people what you're fighting for, how does any of this make sense? Now, look, you guys know I'm, I'm all about civil libertarianism. Somebody is trans or whatever, more power to them. I think people have a right to live the way they choose to live so long as they're not harming others. And which brings us to a bigger picture, a bigger question here. Blackburn was asking about little girls who want to grow up to compete. And they're watching these women get beat in the NCAA championships to a biological male. And there's a lot of issues there. Katanji Brown Jackson, by not being able to define the word woman, it's profound because she is a judge who will need to, in plain language, as per the 1964 Civil Rights Act or any other Supreme Court opinion that uses the word woman to grant women civil liberties. But I want to point something else out as well. Up top here on the screen, you can see I have the ground news extension in my browser. I think it's fantastic. I've been using it for a long time. And uh, I don't normally do sponsored spots on this channel, but we have a, we have a couple coming up. But um, I want to give a shout out to ground.news. Go to ground.news slash Tim Pool and, you know, uh, sign up, get the, get the browser extension. It's an excellent service. What you see on top of political.com, it shows you the bias split across 10 sources. 20% of the outlets that are reporting this lean left and 80% lean right. This is exactly what I'm trying to explain. This story right here from Ground News, they, they show it. Blackburn to Jackson, can you define the word woman? Actually, you know what I want to do? I want to I want to play. I want to play this for you. Actually, I'll play this in a second. And because they because Ground News actually has the video from C-SPAN. But take a look at this. The Daily Wire, of course, right wing. Politico, left. Isn't that funny? Left leaning. The Post Millennial, lean right. Daily Caller, right. Fox News, right. Washington Times, right. And there's more. Examiner, right wing. Real Clear Politics, leaning right. Mediaite, leaning left. The Paradise, far right. This is why I think Ground News is fantastic. Again, ground.news slash Tim Pool. Not only do they break down the ideological bias of the outlets, and uh, I think that's fantastic. I think they do a pretty good job. I'm not a, I, I'm not a big fan of mixed factuality. That, get, that gets harder to define, but I do appreciate what they do. But they also, also show wealthy private owner, the Daily Wire, wealthy private owner Ben Shapiro, Politico, wealthy private owner, Capital News. Then you have the Daily Caller, other Tucker Carlson and Neil Patel. It breaks down who owns these outlets. This is, this is exactly what you should show the people who don't believe you when you say these things are happening. Because they're breaking down the bias. And they're going to say, the reason you don't hear about this stuff is because the only outlets to report this are Mediaite and Politico. The only left-wing outlets to report this are Politico and Mediaite. So I'm not surprised you don't hear this and conservatives do. So shout out Ground Up News sponsoring this segment today. And um, re regardless of the sponsorship, I think it's easy for me because I'm a fan of their service. You'll also notice that I typically use the ground.news extension. So when you're watching my segments, you can actually see the bias breakdown. I should re reference it more often to explain why I have it here. When you are watching these stories, you can see this is something the right is talking about and the left is not. That right, right there is absolutely fantastic in aiding your arguments and your discussions and your debates. So again, check out ground.news slash Tim Pool. 
Uh, uh, once again, shout out and thank you to Ground Out News for sponsoring this segment. I'm a fan. I really, really am. Uh, I like the idea of, of showing the bias and showing the owners. Look at this. Independent. You've got Mediaite. Says, uh, it's owned by Floyd Abrams. That's just great. Just absolutely great. Check them out. But let's get back to the, the article in question. Actually, let's use Ground News to play the, the, the segment in question. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N- not in okay. this context. So I'm you not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the right. law and I decide. Well, so I'm not. The fact. I would just pause there and say, there is actually a dispute over the definition of the word woman. Sure. But one side has a clear cut, cohesive definition that aligns with the encyclopedia, with like every encyclopedia and basically every culture on the planet. No joke. The word woman, let's say you went to, you know, any other country, they have a word for woman and they will tell you adult human female. In the United States, sure, there's a dispute, but it's because we have this weird wokeness infecting our highest levels of governance. It was just TV and video games at some point, right? Then movies. And I warned everybody, it will reach the highest levels. And here we are. Katanji, uh, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson says, you know, she dispute, uh, she handles disputes. And if there's a dispute over the definition of the word woman, there's not by in, in the encyclopedia. Now, who is coming to you personally with that argument? Therein lies the, the issue. There exists laws on the books already. And we use in plain language the word woman. I've said it before. By changing the definition, they change the laws retroactively. If most people believe woman means adult human female, then the law is not in question. Changing the law is difficult. If law exists or precedent exists, it's difficult. But what happens then when they come back and say the word woman means something different? In 10 years or so, they'll say, well, everybody knows woman doesn't mean adult human female. Therefore, we should challenge this Supreme Court precedent about, you know, these particular issues. Moving forward, as the left seeks to change language, this is going to be, this will have a profound impact. And and I think a really good example is well-regulated. Regulated today basically means government regulation, government standardizing or passing restrictions and laws. But back during the the era of the Bill of Rights, the 1780s, 1770s, into the 1780s, regulated didn't mean that. A well-regulated militia simply meant a well-functioning. Regulated meant like you had the equipment that was up to date and working. A functional, you know, uh, militia is necessary for a free state. That's what they were saying. Back then, they didn't have police departments. The militia were their law enforcement. And this was to protect uh, 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 the United States from, bo- from enemies, both foreign and domestic. Now that the definition of the word regulated has mostly changed, you have to explain to people what the, what the word actually meant. We can't change our, our laws based on e- emerging definitions. And therein lies the big challenge. And therein lies the tactic that we're seeing right now. So let me show you what's going on. Katanji Brown Jackson, I would like to give you the definition of the word woman from Google. 
Plainly put, it says an adult female human being. That's it. That's what it says. It goes on to have additional definitions. A female member of a workforce, thousands of women were laid off. That's weird and that makes no sense. A female member of a workforce. I guess, I, you know, if they say, you know, men were working or women were working, I, I suppose you could say that it's, it's irrelevant. A female person associated with a particular place, activity, or occupation. A Princeton woman. A f- but notice how they're saying female, female. Female adults in general. A disrespectful form to address a woman. Don't be daft, woman. That's weird. But still, notice they're all say- all these definitions. Female, female, female. Dated, a female person who is paid to clean someone's house. A daily woman. A person's wife, girlfriend, or female lover. He wondered whether Billy had his woman with him. A person with the qualities traditionally associated with females. I feel more of a woman by empowering myself to do what's right for me. Now, that's the closest one that could get to trans. But I actually agree with that definition. Saying like womanhood or womanly or let out your inner woman, you could use it in a certain context referring to social roles around females. However, woman is still not defined as anything but a female human. A female individual, one. It's fascinating. Okay, let's go to Wikipedia. Wikipedia says, a woman is an adult female human. Prior to adulthood, a female human is referred to a girl. The plural woman, women is sometimes used, yada, yada, yada. We get it. We then have, okay. So if, if, you're, if you're on Wikipedia and you're trying to understand this, you see a woman is adult female human. Okay, what does female mean? It says, female is the sex of an organism that produces the large non-motile ova egg cells, the type of gamete sex cell that fuses with the male gamete during sexual reproduction. A female has larger gametes than a male, etc., etc. Then we'll take a look at a woman. Again, it says trans women develop a gender identity that does not align with their male sex assignment at birth, while intersex women may have characteristics that do not fit the notions of female biology. So let's take a look at the trans woman section. A trans woman is a woman who was assigned male at birth. And herein lies the, the clash of definitions. And the reason why a Supreme Court justice can't define for you what's happening. A trans woman is a woman. Okay, let's click woman. A woman is an adult female human. Okay, let's click female. A female produce, is, is the sex of an organism producing large non-mobile ova. And it says, in the species that have males and females, Sex determination is based on either chromosomes or environmental conditions. Most female mammals, including female humans, have two X chromosomes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's the point. Based on what Wikipedia says, a trans woman and is actually a trans man. Okay, so again, no, no, no disrespect towards any individual or group. I'm pointing out the encyclopedia's problem. And if they want, you know, someone should fix it. To put it simply, if a woman is female and a female produces non-mobile ova and a trans woman is a woman, what the trans woman Wikipedia article is saying is to break it down. A trans woman is an adult female human who typically has two X chromosomes, but was assigned male at birth. That is to say, the baby 
that, that was born was female, but the doctor said it was male. Okay, that's a trans man. Or maybe I'm wrong. The problem here is we're trying to define these terms specifically so we can ensure rights and ensure the laws are being followed properly. But if you were to take someone with no exposure to any of this media or internet and have them read these articles, they would assume a trans woman is a female human being with ovaries who was incorrectly called a, a male when born. That I, I don't, actually don't even think that's a trans man either. I have I, I, it just doesn't play into the into modern culture, actually. A doctor calling, you know, so you have a little girl growing up, developing female characteristics, but being called a boy. If the, I, far be it for me to understand how any of this stuff is actually making sense as it, as it plays out in the courts or whatever. This is why we need definitions. To put it simply, how can you ensure people have rights if you can't define what a person is and why the rights are being are guaranteed to them? It's a challenge, I suppose. But you'd probably want a Supreme Court justice who could tell you what these things mean. I mean, I'll put it simply. A, a, a woman is an adult female human. That's what Wikipedia says. Well, here's what we're getting now. AmericaMagazine.org says the racism behind the attacks on Katanji Brown Jackson. Mm. This week on the Gloria Purvis podcast, Gloria speaks with Angela Anwacha Willig, dean and professor of law at Boston University leading scholar, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you get the point. With Gloria, she discusses the nomination of Katanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court and the racism underpinning the negative reaction to Biden's announcement that the nominee would be a black woman. It's remarkable. I, uh, uh, I, I don't care about Katanji's race or name or skin color or upbringing. I care about whether or not she will be a good, reasonable Supreme Court justice. Now, there are several issues. One of the issues brought up was her leniency towards people who have committed crimes against children in unspeakable ways. And the left and the media are defending this. It's actually quite scary. Very scary. Her race has nothing to do with it. The fact that she can't define the word woman plays more to competence on the bench and has, has zero to do with race. It's the weirdest thing, isn't it? Can you tell me what a woman is? I can't. Okay, you're incompetent. I'm sorry, you are literally incompetent. How can you interpret Roe v. Wade? How can you, how could you possibly hope to interpret Roe v. Wade? Look at this. SCOTUS nominee Katanji Brown Jackson says Roe v. Wade is out of law. How would you know that? You don't know what a woman is. This is what she said. I, I, you know what I should have done? I should have pulled up the language of Roe, Roe v. Wade. It says Roe and Casey are the settled law of the Supreme Court concerning the right to terminate a woman's pregnancy. Jackson said, whoa, she can't even define what woman means. And she thinks she can assert anything about Roe v. Wade, a woman's pregnancy. Well, hold on there a minute. You mean a bleeder's pregnancy? Because trans women don't get pregnant. So what does that mean, Jackson? You see, this is the problem of not being able to define words. She's using a word she can't define. I would have appreciated it if Marsha Blackburn or anyone could have responded and said, I, I couldn't help but use the word woman in that sentence. What did you mean by that? Man, you got to see the Matt Walsh thing on Dr. Phil. Define woman. This is what I do. 
I get these emails. I get these phone calls from these Democrats who want me to donate. And because I donated large amounts to uh, like Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang, um, who else did I donate to? I donated to a, a progressive out of San Francisco running against uh, Nancy Pelosi. Because of that, they look at the Democrats look at me as like a whale. So they hit me up incessantly saying, we want a max contribution from you. And it's laughable because the donations I made to these individuals were for, were for specific reasons several years ago. And boy, have y'all lost me since 2018. But they hit me up and I just respond with, get this, I, they, they text me, I text back, how many genders are there? Like genuine question, like, please tell me what you want to do. Look, I want all the trans people in the world to have rights, 100%. Uh, I want them to be able to live their lives free of harm or fear and all of that stuff. And in order to have that, you have to define the words so we know exactly how to to handle certain cir circumstances. Well, guess what? I get these texts. I say, how many genders are there? Can you define woman? They stop responding. They stop texting. One of the easiest ways to get people to stop hitting me up for donations, I guess, is just to ask them to define their positions and they can't do it. They can't. I actually, I, I've had one person hit me up being like, we got to ban guns. And I was like, excuse me, you know, send me a text like we're going to work on gun control legislation. And I said, I responded with, but I want a machine gun. And then they also don't respond. I guess, you know, look, when you've got volunteers sending out these messages, they don't want to waste time on people they know won't donate to them. But maybe they'll ask themselves why it is that I donated to several Democrats back in 2018 and 19 and why I ain't going anywhere near these people today. You know what? You want to know what it is? In the primaries, uh, you know, with, with the one person primarying Pelosi, I think Pelosi's got to go. I think she is crooked. At, she is as crooked as they come. At the very least, a young progressive I can argue with and we can disagree on things. Sure, I don't know if it will be. I mean, I suppose you can argue it could be worse. But in my opinion, you know, we had this candidate who was anti-war, pro-pot legalization. And I'm like, I will take those things over Nancy Pelosi because war is a, is a huge issue. I'm not a fan of any of that stuff. That's one of the reasons I voted for Trump in 2020. Get our troops out of there. And that's better. But as for the candidates, I'm like Tulsi Gabbard, man, everybody knows she's better than anything the Democrats had to offer at the time. And Andrew Yang actually had a huge list of policy positions. Now, I think Yang has sort of um, faltered in many ways. But 2018 was a huge wake-up call for, for making any kind of donation to any member of Congress, honestly, you know, to be completely honest. All of these people who promised to fight for kitchen table issues, and the moment they got elected, they said, sure, Pelosi, tell me what to do, and they voted for impeachment. Evil, scumbags, spineless losers. Jeff Van Drew, not so much. He actually said, I ain't playing that game. I'm a Republican now. And I was like, wow. Granted, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy are also bad, and Lindsey Graham is terrible, and I overwhelmingly just, just despise the Republican Party. There's a handful of Republicans that do a good job, though. Freedom Caucus tends to be a bunch of good people who are actually doing good work. So I just want to—I'll I'll, I'll end with this. Uh, let's tie a little a ribbon around all of this. Katanji Brown-Jackson, can you please define the word woman? No, I can't. Can you tell me about Roe v. Wade? Roe v. Wade guarantees the, the right of a, uh, uh, to terminate a woman's pregnancy— you just used a word you can't even define. Welcome to the modern era. So here's what you can do. You can show this one to your friends, the ones who don't believe you. Just look, say, if you hate Tim Pool, good. Tell me every reason you hate him. Now, just here's a question I have. Can you answer it? Probably not. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.
Disney has announced a task force to create more LGBTQ content for children. I'm really quite confused by this. I don't understand what the intention is, but I know exactly why it's happening. Because activists made up a fake problem, demanded Disney do something about it, and then Disney decided to adhere to the activists. And truth be told, I don't care all that much about LGBTQ content. And when networks or companies like Disney or Netflix or otherwise make shows targeting a specific group of people, I'm like, hey, cool, man. You know, I'm glad that you guys have content that you really like. The issue I have is targeting children. Okay, that's where things get a little weird because we're talking about, to a great degree, content that is overly sexual. Now, of course, Disney may be referring to simple tolerance and respect, like if two people love each other and want to get married, they can. I'm fine with that. The issue is this is in response to a bill called the Parental Rights and Education Bill, which prohibits sex ed for preschoolers to third graders, specifically issues relating to gender identity and orientation, which includes traditional marriage, tr- it includes heterosexual coupling and all of that stuff. This, as a response to that, makes me believe this is more about, let's just say, sex ed for kids. And I find it strange that, you know, we got activists at Disney walking out of the parks. They're making demands. We have a list from the Disney walkout protest of everything they want. And I just find it weird that they are this adamant about presenting information to kids between the ages of four and nine years old, presenting them with sexual information. I don't understand why they would do that, but sure. Joe Rogan recently said on his podcast, well, he basically said they're grooming your kids. Let's read to see what their task force is all about. And then we'll talk about what's going on with this big protest. We have this story from the other day. Disney workers walk out to protest company stance toward anti-gay bill. Oh, there is just so much wrong with the news these days, my friends. So much wrong. So much wrong. Okay, Disney walkers, uh, Disney walkers, Disney workers walked out to protest a company stance towards what? There is no anti-gay bill. No such bill exists. No such bill exists. So here's the story from TimCast.com. They say Disney has announced they, are, they have created a task force to create more LGBTQ content for children. Disney has been facing both internal and external backlash for CEO Bob Chapek not doing enough to fight Florida's parental rights and education bill, which blocks educators from discussing gender identity or sexual orientation with students in third grade or below. Most of you probably know this because I've talked about it quite a bit. On Monday, Chapek told employees at the company's plan for the task force. We know the moment requires urgency, and words are not enough, said Chapik, according to a recording of his remarks obtained by Reuters. So we are taking some actions right now. According to Reuters, the company said the task force will enlist the help of experts to develop a concrete plan to ensure Disney is a force for good for LGBTQ plus communities, especially children and family. And that's where I think we need to break things down as it pertains to the mainstream narrative around wokeness not just gender ideology, but basically everything like uh, advocating for people to be morbidly obese or out of shape. You have race theory of gender theory of health theory. And all of it, in my opinion, is very, very bad health wise for kids. Now, I'm not talking about whether or not you want a kid to seek treatment for any kind of, you know, issue they may have around gender or whatever. I'm saying directly telling them things that are bad for them, like you can be healthy at every size. Well, let's read more about my friends. Before we do, 
I don't often do shout outs on this channel, but we have a couple sponsors and we have surfinginternetsafe.com. You may be familiar with Virtual Shield. I shout them out on Timcast IRL. This is a virtual private network service. This, uh, if you go to surfinginternetsafe.com, you can get 50% off for life your VPN service. Virtual Shield says US officials put Americans on alert for Russian cyber attacks. That's true. And I firmly believe there's a strong possibility of cyber attacks. If you're concerned about what Russia may attempt to do, and rest assured, as crazy as things are overseas, as weird as things are, you may actually end up targeted in this way. But also, I want to make sure I point out how the January 6th committee has been going to private companies and getting people's records. I'd like to shout out to James O'Keefe, because Microsoft apparently had, there, was subpoenaed to give, give up private information on Veritas journalists. Go to surfinginternetsafe.com, get a VPN. This will help keep you safe. Is it perfect? Of course not. But it is a layer of defense to make sure that you are not giving away just all of your information to any government, hacker, or corporation that wants to steal your data. Virtual Shield has been sponsoring my shows since uh, since I started doing YouTube, so I'm eternally grateful. And when they came to me and said, hey, man, we'd love for you to do a couple more shoutouts, I said, anytime, anytime. I'm a big fan, and I'm eternally grateful that Virtual Shield sponsors my shows uh, Timcast IRL and these shows because well, it shows that they care about you and they're willing to get behind content like mine when we try and just bring out the truth. Protect yourself at surfinginternetsafe.com. But let's get back to what's happening with Disney. And thank you all uh, so much for uh, watching and supporting Virtual Shield all these years and for Virtual Shield supporting us and for you guys, uh, you know, sitting through the ads and, and, and recognizing the work we do. Back at timcast.com, they say... The report states the task force will be led by Paul Roeder, Senior Vice President of Communications for the Studios, and Lisa Beckett, Senior Vice President of Global Marketing for Disney Parks Experience and Products. In this post on Instagram, Disney says, To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disney Parks Experiences and Products is committed to creating experiences that support family values for every family and will not stand for discrimination in any form. We oppose any legislation that infringes on basic human rights and stand in solidarity and support uh, and support our LGBTQIA plus cast, crew, and Imagineers and fans who make their voices heard today and every day. Now, let's just break something down real quick. Disney is not being honest when they say they will not stand for discrimination in any form. Rest assured, it is only a matter of time before they enact critical race theory segregationist policies and overtly discriminate. Not only that, they say in any form, I'd be curious does Disney Parks adhere to any kind of affirmative action plan? Whatever your opinion on it, the left expressly says it's a discrimination platform. In California, they were trying to re repeal the civil rights provision from their constitution, specifically the language that said you cannot discriminate on the basis of you know, certain characteristics. They wanted to repeal that. And they said they, they would like to discriminate. Ibram X. Kendi, he said, the only solution to past discrimination is present discrimination, and the only solution to present discrimination is future discrimination. In which case, Disney Parks adhering to any kind of racial equity program would be discriminating, and I'm willing to bet they're lying, but they don't care. You know why? Because the average parent doesn't care about their kids. You know, I love saying that so much because so many people get triggered by it, but it is a fact. The average parent does not care about their kids. I'm not saying you. 
You clearly do. I mean, you're watching this, right? You're concerned about what these schools are doing to your kids. You're concerned about what Disney is trying to give to your kids. But unfortunately, many parents, and I want to say the average, I'm not saying the majority, I'm saying that there is a large group of people that do not care what their kids are learning in school, what they're eating at school, what their teachers say and do to them. And I'm sorry, you might have a deep emotional bond with your child, but if you don't pay attention to their lives, then I don't think you care about them. I really, really don't. And so it, this, is, this is the important thing, right? I suppose some might say, of course, parents love their children. That's absurd, Tim. You don't understand. You don't have kids. Yada, yada. Okay, okay, listen, what I'm saying is, in my view, as someone who doesn't have kids, full disclosure, I would like to know what my child is eating. You know, uh, you, you, these, these parents send their kids to public school and they never even check what the school is serving them to eat. And you get, man, I got to tell you, some of the stuff that, that got served in school when I was growing up was just not food. Hot, we had hot dogs. They were blue. I'm not kidding. I remember when we had gray and blue hot dogs. You'd, you'd think the parents would be like, I'm worried about what my child eats in your school, so I'm going to come and see what you're serving. I'd like to know. But how many parents actually show up to these meetings? How many parents actually file complaints? Many do. In Loudoun County, we saw parents coming out. I'm not saying all parents. I'm saying, to put it mildly, there are too many parents who don't watch the news, don't care, or who believe the lies and aren't paying attention to what's happening to their kids. And there are even conservatives. For, I have no idea how, who are like, yeah, you know, I got a daughter and she's going to college. And I'm like, are you nuts? Yo, we've had a ton of guests on Timcast IRL, hundreds. And we have people who come in and say, yeah, my kid's getting ready to go to college. And I'm like, do you hear yourself? You follow our show. You know what we talk about. And you're going to put your kid in these schools on purpose? Yo, in Florida, the issue is not that you can't say gay or an anti-gay bill or something. The issue is teachers are keeping information secret from parents about what's going on with these parents' children. Some of these kids are being groomed. And so the bill, the Parental Rights uh, and Education Bill, says that teachers can't teach certain things up till third grade and that they can't withhold information or encourage students to withhold information from parents. And this is this is what I said on uh, Tim Castile on, on one of our member podcasts. We had Terry Schilling on advocating for families. And I was like, you know, how many people come to me and say they can't speak up because they'll lose their job and they have kids? And I'm just like, that's interesting. Answer me this question in all honesty. Would you rather have your job knowing that your children will be well fed, will have a roof over their heads, they will be able to go to the doctor, and they also will have pedophiles grooming them in schools, or would you rather be in the middle of the wo woods, uh, unsure of what you're going to eat with your kids? That's an interesting question. I mean that, I mean, I mean that all, in, all, in all seriousness. Now, here's what I have to say. Losing your job does not mean you and your children will be homeless. It means maybe you have to find another job and maybe it will be very hard. What I mean to say is, if you speak up and push back on all of this wokeness and the things they're doing to kids, you can help stop it. If you are worried about losing your job because your kids won't have food, I ask you what is more important. Would you, would you prefer to be in a situation where your kid has a full belly and a pedophile teacher grooming them, or would you prefer your child to 
not have food, to be uncertain, to not know where food's coming from, but you are keeping an eye on them and protecting them. I am not saying all teachers are groomers and pedophiles. That is not the case. I'm saying there are some. And as a parent, you need to be paying attention to what your schools are doing. Now, Disney workers are coordinating long walkouts. There was a report like Raven Simone walked out, whatever. Here's what they're walking out for. The LGBTQIA workers and allies at the Walt Disney Company are standing in solidarity together over the coming weeks. Here's our open statement and website. Now, I do want to make one more point, too, because I'm I'm sure there will be many leftists who are itching to just take clips of this segment out of context and not tell you what what I'm actually talking about. I do not believe that LGBTQIA people are groomers and pedophiles. I also do not believe that these schools are actually seeking to teach kids just about gender identity. The issue is the kids from preschool to third grade can't be taught about traditional marriage either. And I think that's appropriate if the parents deem it so, and apparently they do. Most people agree with the bill. At fourth grade, the teachers can have all these conversations about LGBTQIA issues, and I think it's fantastic. I absolutely do. I think kids, if if parents want their school to be teaching these things, I have no problem if they do. If parents don't, then you can take your kids out and teach them yourselves. Go into a pod. The issue specifically is the incessant demand that children under the age of nine be exposed to sexual content. That's my criticism, and that's what I think parents should protect their kids from. Here's a statement from the protesters. They say, the recent statements by the Walt Disney Company leadership regarding the Florida legislator recent Don't Say Gay bill have utterly failed to match the magnitude of the threat to LGBTQIA plus safety represented by this legislation. Primarily, those statements have indicated that leadership still does not truly understand the impact this legislation is having not only on cast members in the state of Florida, but on all members of the LGBTQIA plus community in the company and beyond. While we certainly appreciate Bob Chapek's apology note, there is still more work to be done. There is no don't say gay bill. The bill in question, these are people specifically telling you right now they want children exposed to sexual content. That's what I don't understand. That's what they're protesting for. Like that, that's literally it. The bill says you can't talk to kids about mommies and daddies. You can't talk to them about gay, straight or otherwise. We're going to leave the talk of sexual coupling out of these age brackets. No one is saying the school can't teach kids about being gay or say the word gay. They're allowed to. We just think nine years and below is not appropriate. So if you're 10 years old, now they can teach you all about this stuff. Why do you want nine-year-olds exposed to it? That's why people are saying grooming. They want to say, due to the lack of compassion and advocacy, TWC's LGBTQIA plus community and their allies are determined to take a stand via multiple direct actions, including both virtual and in-person protests, the first of which will take place on Tuesday, March 15th. TWDC's previous suggestions for addressing the concern around this law have included creating more inclusive content, encouraging a welcoming culture, supporting diverse community organizations. As Mr. Chapik states in his apology note, it is clear that this is not just an issue about a bill in Florida, but instead yet another challenge to basic human rights. We affirm that both sides' rhetoric is harmful and hurtful because being LGBTQIA plus is not a political opinion or side. It is people, communities, and families. We are glad to see that we agree with Mr. Chapik on this. It is about human rights and not political affiliation. We'd like to take this opportunity to make it clear. Cast members' identities are not political issues. Our safety and well-being is crucial to to the success of this company. No cast member or their families should be forced to live in fear, and it is unacceptable to use the profits of our labor to take away our human rights. And therein lies the big point, the big issue. It's not happening. They're lying. Right now, in the Supreme, in, in the Senate, 
Katanji Brown Jackson is uh, undergoing Senate confirmation hearings. Republicans are wagging their finger and saying, can you define the word woman? And Katanji Brown's like, I can't. And they're like, oh, heavens. And I'm like, yeah, that's shocking. I did a segment about it for sure. It is shocking. But look at what they did to Brett Kavanaugh. And it's remarkable then when I see these posts where they're like, both sidesism is wrong. Yeah, you're right. Both sidesism is BS. The Republicans are like, now, uh, Josh Hawley, he's like, now I respect you, Judge, and I think you have good, thoughtful answers. But why is it you were so lenient on people in possession of, let's just say, graphic and, uh, and horrifying images of children? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he says, I, th I think you'll have a good response. Oh, thank you for your polite behavior, uh, Senator Hawley. You know, the Republicans accused Brett Kavanaugh of gang raping women and being party to uh, a system in which women were gang raped at parties. But uh, sure, sure, you, uh, you can question the rulings. If the Republicans had the ego, the narcissism, and the ruthlessness of Democrats, they would be calling Judge Katanji Brown a pedophile. I'm not saying they should. In fact, I think the Republicans are handling this properly. The problem is Democrats are ruthless and exploitative. Look at what they're saying. They, they always take any, any perceived slight in any way to the upteenth degree. You could be like, I don't think four-year-olds should be exposed to sexual content. They'd be like, you're trying to kill me. Look what they said. Should be forced to live in fear. What about telling four-year-olds to nine-year-olds? What, what about not telling these kids about uh, any kind of adult coupling is forcing you to live in fear? You know what? I'm just sick of the BS. I'm sick of the lies and the manipulation. If they came out and said that they thought children should, and here's the reason why, I'd be like, well, there's their argument. But they are lying TWDC claims to integrate DEI in its core values, but the employees have yet to see fruitful integration of this program that is properly uplifting marginalized voices. Moreover, in an intersectional way, by supporting the politicians who brought this legislation are, and not taking a public stance against it, Chapek and the TWC leadership have made it clear they are more than willing to sacrifice their employees' health and wellness in service of the bottom line. We will not stand for this anymore. Okay, you know what, man? Daily Wire, guys, you need to make more content and make it fast. I'm, I'm so over these people bending over backwards for a cult. Let us make it clear. It's time for a parallel economy. Now, I was worried about it in the past because I, I said this is the kind of thing that leads to civil war. But at this point, I am done with it. Disney has to realize there, when, when, that there are more than one perspective. There is more than one perspective on this. If Disney wants to come out and say, you know what? We've gone over the numbers. We're going to side with the left. Then it's time for people to say enough. Enough. Now, truth be told, I have a subscription to Disney Plus. I do. Because I signed up for it. And then there was an issue over the Uyghur Muslims and other issues. And now this. And I paid a year in advance. I haven't really watched Disney Plus in quite some time. And I honestly, you know what? I'm not going to. I don't have a Netflix 
But truth be told, people here have Netflix. And I think what we need to do is make sure we're building culture in the other direction. It's time to sign up for the Daily Wire's subscription service for their movies and entertainment. Now, truth be told, Daily Wire has a limited offering at this point. Timcast IRL, we are producing some content. It's time we build cultural, fictional, and scripted content outside of of the mainstream press, outside of the mainstream corporate media apparatus. People need to start pitching to, uh, to us, to Daily Wire, to anyone willing to make this content. Now, over at the Cast Castle vlog, our goal here is to ramp things up and make this more of a semi-fictional show because we've already done a bunch of bits because the show is mostly silly. But I'd like to get Cast Castle vlog to the point where it is a comedic reality style vlog. A lot of real stuff will be in it, and half of it will be silly nonsense and bits and comedy. We want to make this a semi-scripted show. That's where we're going. We're not there yet. Budget restrictions, and we don't take investment or loans or anything like that, so we're growing just off of you as members, but truth be told, we are looking really, really good right now. And so we're going to be able to grow. We have Tales from the Inverted World. We may uh, there, There's a, a potential show pitches that we have for the Daily Wire. We may do joint collaborations. The sooner we get scripted content being produced outside of the confines of Disney, the easier it is for, for us to say, you know what? I don't watch the Marvel stuff. Uh, I, I watch Daily Wire superhero series. It's better. It's not ridiculous, not insane, and I'm not supporting companies I hate. The Daily Wire launched Jeremy's Razors. Hilarious. Absolutely fantastic. You don't want to support Harry's because they smack talk you? Buy from Jeremy's. You want a parallel economy, baby? You got it. We are heading in that direction. And we're proud to do it. Disney, I look forward to not renewing my membership with you because I don't care for this. Here's, here's my point. It's not about politics. I like politics. I read politics all day, every day. I like po- political content. I actually like watching shows that are fairly woke. What I don't like is when companies take a stance in one side of the culture war. If Disney said, look, people in this country all have different views. This show is made with the perspective of many on the progressive left, but we also have other shows that come from, from, uh, from the perspective of people on the right. There was a show on Netflix that was canceled. It was called The Order. The second season villain was a Marxist. He was the bad guy. He was a communist. And they speak out against him about how communism is bad. And I'm like, I dig it. Netflix ultimately canceled the show, but whatever. I like the politics in it. That show I enjoyed. If Netflix produces shows for every kind of view and you just choose which one you don't like, you don't watch it, um, then there you go. But Netflix, Disney, they are, oh, they are overtly saying to you, to me, we don't like you. We don't support you. You're bad people. And it's all based on lies. So screw it. Let's be the change you want to see in the world. Become a member at TimCast.com if you want to support our work. Sign up for The Daily Wire. I'm sure the Daily Wire crew is absolutely loving me telling you to go subscribe to them, but I mean, they're producing movies. That should be the content you're supporting because they're just movies. They're not making like Bible Man. And, you know, I think Bible Man's like a real character made. Was it Pure Flix who does that? I don't know who does it. The Daily Wire is just making good stuff. That's what we need. Civil libertarian tint. That's what it's about. Just freedom, truth, integrity, honor, etc. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.